so thankful that you are joining us online. And I just, I just want to share some things with you out of my heart today in relation to kind of where we are as a church family as we've kind of walked through this recent season. I don't know if you've used the term or heard the term, if the Lord wills, but man, it seems like that phrase is more relevant and significant than maybe it's been in our lifetime. It comes out of a, a passage in James, written by James, Jesus' brother, where he's just saying that somebody could say, hey, I'm going to go to this city and I'm going to do this job. I'm going to make this money. And he's like, hey, don't, don't just assume you're going to do whatever you plan. You, you better make sure that you say, if the Lord wills, you're going to do that. It, it's built off of the idea that's presented in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, that there are a lot of plans in a person's heart, but the Lord's will prevails. I can remember back January 5th, 2020, when I preached our very first sermon of this year. And I said something to the effect that, that this year we are setting our route. And I used the illustration of the Maps app and I said we've set our route for the year. We know where we're headed for 2020 and I want us to hit that green button go and I want us to all head in the same direction towards leading someone who is close to us, closer to Jesus. Now, just under six months later, I feel like we're stuck on that screen where it just says rerouting, dot, dot, dot. I mean, it's what it feels like right now. It just feels like we're in this rerouting moment where everything is changing. It's changed at such a fast pace. Nothing is the same. Everything is kind of altered. And, and we're just kind of holding here saying, what does this now mean for us? We're having this rerouting moment. And I think those kind of moments in life are really challenging to walk through. Everything's changing. And, and it's a time where we're trying to figure out what do we want to be? Who do we want to come out of this being? What do we want to happen in our lives because of walking through this moment? This is a reroute for us. Everything's changing. I'm so thankful in light of that, that our destination has not changed. Our destination is the same. We, we are a church who's striving to be a people who love God and love people and help others do the same. That's who we are. That's our destination. That's what we want to become. We want to be this church where everybody is loving God, loving people, helping others do the same. And we've defined our efforts towards that end for 2020 to be, to be really defined by us leading someone who's close to us, closer to Jesus. Our destination has not changed. Certainly, a lot of other things are changing. Our route has changed. But I'm grateful our destination is the same. And you think about our destination being the same and our route changing along the way. It presents opportunities for us. Significant opportunities. And I want you to think about kind of where we're at as a church family right now in the middle of a reroute. Now, I think back to our staff team and, and several years ago as we were developing together some common and core values. Some values we wanted to share as we moved forward as a team becoming who God wanted us to be as, as a leadership team. And one of the values that we shared was family. We wanted to be a family that really, that really surfaced as a, as a team that had a real sense of purpose. 
we, we, also, we also wanted to make sure that, that we developed trust that really demonstrated itself through loyalty that developed out of friendship, out of relationship. We wanted to share the, the, the core value of creativity that manifested itself in initiative with freedom. We also wanted to make sure that we demonstrated spiritual authenticity that just kind of overflowed out of honesty with humility. And we wanted to demonstrate excellence. It really showed itself in our competence that was coupled with passion. Well, those shared values are kind of what we all grabbed hold of and what we've developed in over the last several years. And I just think about, man, because of what God worked in us a couple years ago and how we've tried to grow in those areas, it seemed like we're prepared for the reroute. I mean, our team has demonstrated agility to adapt and to change and to leverage efforts to accomplish things as if we'd been doing them for months. And it's just been incredible to watch our team demonstrate that God prepared us for this reroute. And think about our whole church family and all that's happened over the last several years. I, I think back to 2016 as God allowed us to experience a couple of waves of unity and generosity. I think about, man, I'm so glad the Lord worked unity into our church family in light of this reroute. I'm so glad that God worked generosity into our church family in a significant way. We actually were able to start an emergency fund in 2017 because of that wave of generosity. And now from this vantage point, I'm so glad we did that. We, we revisited the topic of generosity again in 2019 and just talked about how we wanted to live our lives generously in every area with our time, our talent, our treasure, our testimony. And that came out of the experience of 2017 and 2018 where we really identified this component of our vision, help others do the same. We wanted to make sure we were doing everything we could to help people around us find God and follow Him. Think how significant that is with this reroute. In 2018, we had this culture-defining moment where we said we want to be the kind of church where spiritual authenticity just invades who we are. And we're just honest and transparent. We, we, we admit that we are broken people. We need the healing of God. And we best experience if we just walk together. Think about all that we've become over the last several years. It was like God is preparing us for this reroute so that during this time we could grow and change and adapt and seize opportunities that otherwise we would never have been able to walk into. It's, it's kind of like when Paul entered Philippi to share the gospel. I suspect that when he entered Philippi, he wasn't thinking to himself, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to spend some time in the Philippian jail. I'm excited about that, looking forward to that. I don't think that was on his radar when he came into Philippi. I think he just wanted to share Christ. And it so, just so happened that because he was sharing Christ, he was put into jail. And he, with that reroute, became close to the Philippian jailer. And the Philippian jailer was able to meet Jesus Christ, was able to lead his whole family to follow Jesus Christ. It was as if the Lord had prepared Paul for that reroute so that Paul would then be close to the Philippian jailer and that man's life and his family's lives would never be the same. 
A reroute is an opportunity for us to reset our intentions and our plans because our circumstances have radically changed. We're headed to the same destination, but because our journey, our route has significantly changed, we want to change and we want to adapt and we want to adopt plans so that in this new circumstance, we head towards the same destination in the best way possible, seizing every opportunity that God might be bringing our way. So I, want to, I kind of want to set the stage for thinking about a reroute by reading a passage out of Acts chapter 20. I'm going to be reading from the Christian Standard Bible and I hope you in your home will turn to that passage and read along with me in whatever version you're using. And so Acts chapter 20, verse 22 through 24 will set the stage for thinking about a reroute. All right, let's read this together. Acts chapter 20, verse 22. And now I'm on my way to Jerusalem, compelled by the Spirit, not knowing what I will encounter there. Except that in every town, the Holy Spirit warns me that chains and afflictions are waiting for me. But I consider my life of no value to myself. My purpose is to finish my course and the ministry I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of God's grace. You know, Paul had a destination in mind. He talked about in this passage, Jerusalem being his destination. Because he wanted to testify to the gospel of God's grace there. God had told him, that's what you're going to do. You're going to go to Jerusalem, you're going to testify to the gospel of God's grace. But when he gets to Jerusalem, he realizes his destination didn't include just Jerusalem. He also was going to go to Rome to testify to the gospel. In fact, you can see Paul throughout his whole life just go from place to place to place to testify about the gospel, to lead someone who's close to him in that place closer to Jesus Christ. You see, the thing with Paul is his destination wasn't a place. His destination was a purpose. He wanted to give his life to help people find God and follow him, to lead people that came close to him as he was changing his journey, rerouting through unexpected circumstances and finding people. He wanted to help those people find God and follow him. When, when Paul wrote this particular passage, he's in a place called Miletus. He's on his way to Jerusalem. And Miletus was a place where he could send for the pastors or the elders in the Ephesians church to come and visit with him. He didn't want to take the time to go to all the way to Ephesus because he wanted to hurry to get to Jerusalem. So he had those elders, those pastors come and he shared this with them. And as soon as he finished sharing that, he took off. He wanted to get to Jerusalem as fast as possible. He arrived in Jerusalem. It didn't take more than a day or so for things to just go off the rails. He ends up in jail under false accusations, mainly because he was going there to stand for Christ. And so he ends up in jail. He's, he's going through all these challenges. And, 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 and when things begin to go crazy, the reroute becomes clear for Paul. Because Jesus showed up in a dream and said to Paul, I want you to testify about me in Rome. The reroute is beginning. Now on that journey to Rome, Paul and some soldiers get on a boat headed to Rome. And that boat doesn't go straight to Rome. No, it has a reroute on the way. 
It's a pretty big deal because they get caught in a storm for several weeks. It's an unbelievable storm. And during that storm, the Lord tells Paul, hey, I want to save you and everybody on the boat. But here's the deal. Nobody can get off the boat. So Paul stands up in the boat and he tells everybody on the ship, here's what's going to happen. Here's what the Lord has said. And I need everybody to do what I'm telling you if you want to be saved. Some of the guys, they, they think, man, I'm going to get on one of these lifeboats, these extra boats, and try to get away from the big ship that's going to go down. And, and they're like, no, we're not going to have it. They cut the rope so that those guys can't leave. And they end up seeing the promise of God's salvation even though the ship was completely destroyed. They all make it alive onto this little island called Malta. And Paul and all the sailors and companions on the ship, they get onto Malta, and the people on that island get to experience the clear working of God through Paul, such that they see and understand who Jesus Christ is. So Paul had a destination of Rome, to testify the gospel of God's grace. But God rerouted Paul to an unexpected destination of Malta by way of a storm. And as a result of that reroute, every sailor on that ship got to see Jesus Christ. Every person that Paul encountered on the island of Malta got to see Jesus Christ. There are some pretty amazing things that can happen with a reroute if we have the right destination. You see, because Paul knew his destination wasn't necessarily a place, but was the purpose of sharing Christ with the people close to him wherever God's routing took him. Because of that, it didn't matter where he went or how the rerouting happened. It, they were just, those reroutes were just creating opportunities for him to fulfill his purpose. This reroute that we're living through right now is creating opportunities for us to continue towards our destination of leading someone close to us, closer to Jesus, in a way that we likely would have never experienced without the reroute. And we want to make sure that we take advantage of all the opportunities that the reroute is creating. And I just want to share with you a couple opportunities that this reroute is creating for each of us, for you, this morning, even this morning, right where you are in your home. The reroute is creating an opportunity for personal growth. Every one of us can grow as we go through this experience, knowing that God's will prevails. And this reroute is something that he wants to use in our life to help us grow. You know, back in January when I preached that very first sermon of the year, I talked about three lies that we are tempted to believe. That can derail us from the purpose, from the vision. Loving God, loving people, and helping others do the same. The, the lies are, I am what I have. I am what I do. I am what people say or think about me. Those are three lies that if we believe will derail us from the vision. Now think about what a rerouting does to those lies. I am what I have. Well, a lot of people right now don't have what they had. And all of us have a clear picture of the fact that what we have is not as certain as we thought. 
I am what I do. I mean, how many of us are not doing the same things we were doing before this reroute? Or the things we're doing now are radically different. I mean, working from home, if you've worked at an office, it's very different. We're not doing the same things. We're not what we do. I am what people say about me. We had not even been close enough to people to hear what they have to say about us. I mean, this reroute has challenged, dismantled the lies we're tempted to believe that can derail us from the vision and has created an opportunity for us to better attach our hearts to our true identity, who we really are in Jesus Christ. I, I am not what I have, but I am what I have in Jesus Christ. I am alive with eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. I am not what I do, but I am what Jesus has done for me. I am forgiven. I I am not what people say about me, but I am what Jesus says about me. I am a part of his family. This reroute allows my heart and your heart an opportunity to better attach to the identity we have in Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you again, just like I did back in January, to put those essential rhythms of a spiritual life into your daily experience. One of those essential rhythms was reading your Bible. I can't express to you any other more significant way to be reminded of the destination to be reminded of who it is that travels with you through every reroute along the way, who it is that God has promised to be as you trust Him. Reading your Bible reminds you of all those things and brings you face to face with how amazing God is. The second essential rhythm I'd, I'd encourage you to, to, to really put into your life at the beginning of the year is prayer. You know, a reroute can cause you to want to cry out to the Lord. Reroutes are not easy. It's about change. And change creates loss. And loss creates a lot of emotion. And we just want to cry out to the Lord. And I, I want to encourage you to cry out to Him because He hears you. Spend time every day crying out from right where you are. He will be with you. He will take care of you. Put into your life daily prayer. You know, the third essential rhythm that I encourage you to implement the first third of the year was journaling. And I want you to pick that up the second third of the year as well because you're going through a rerouting experience and reroutes bring about change. And it's a great thing to journal the changes that God is bringing in your life through these exceptional circumstances. It'll create an incredible testimony of encouragement in years to come. When you look back on 2020, we're all going to look back on 2020 and talk about it because of COVID. I mean, for years, we're going to talk about 2020. But what I'm hoping is that we will all, each of us, I'm hoping that you will have a story to tell about 2020 that's really about what God has done in you and what God has done through you. We want to make sure we take advantage of the opportunity for personal growth. You know, a reroute also gives an opportunity for our church family to change. We want to make sure that our church family comes out of this in, and, and is able to be who God's called us to be in a way that maybe we never otherwise would have become except through a reroute. 
And, and just reflecting as our staff team kind of has reflected on what's happened and kind of what's come to the surface through the reroute, I, I'm so excited to think about what it is that has come to the surface about us. And as I think about who we who we are and what's come to the service, one of the things that is so clear to me is that we are a church that's full of people who are willing to sacrifice and serve and do something to, to give for the sake of the community. We're a church that's just full of generosity. We have generous people that are ready to give, to serve, and to love others. It's incredible to think about all that's happened as we have rerouted and we've seen people just come to the service saying, I'm ready to sacrifice, I'm ready to serve, I'm ready to make a difference. Something else that I think is really cool that's kind of come to the surface is just how much our team and our church loves helping families, helping moms and dads invest in their kids, helping grandmas and granddads invest in their grandkids. It's just that we love doing family as well as we can do it to see it flourish because we know it strengthens the church and it's wonderful for our community. I think it's so incredible just to watch all that God is doing and what's coming to the surface in our lives. And, and I think it's really cool that everything we're doing in the community that's kind of come out of this reroute is being done with a motive of sharing the gospel, wanting people to see the love of Christ so that we would have opportunity to share the gospel. Some really cool things have come to the surface that really affirms who it is we are supposed to be, that God has uniquely placed us to be in our community. Now with, with that evidence coming to the surface in the reroute, we also are seeing growth and change. And we're going to experience more change that will bring more growth. And there's some things that we've been able to evaluate as we've navigated this reroute and had the benefit of seeing some things that we haven't seen before that this reroute's enabling us to see. Now I want to share a couple of things that I think we want to come out of this, through this reroute, and be a little bit different, implement some change. One of the things is around relationship. You know, I talked last Sunday about how important it is that, to have the right kind of friendships. And one of the things we want to do is we want to take one huge leap forward as a multi-generational church and become even more intergenerational. Like we want to structure things in a way moving forward so that older in the faith members of our church family and younger in the faith, they, they, they connect and they mix and they pour into each other more than ever. We, we want to come out of this and be even more intergenerational. You know, one of the things that's been really crazy about this time is, is that our facility has essentially become a non entity in our ministry efforts. And I love our facility. It's incredibly functional. I'm so grateful that we have it. But over the last couple of months, we haven't been able to use it hardly at all. So it just makes me think, when we move back into this use of facility, and we've come out of this amazing time of blessing the community in unique ways, how might we use our facility even more effectively for ministry and uniquely blessing our community. We, we, we want to change. We want to grow. We want to adapt to be who God wants us to be as a church family. I think about our stewardship. 
I love that we had an emergency fund started in 2017 and we've continued to, to move towards our goals related to stewardship and I'm so thankful for our staff team and our finance committee that cares about being excellent in stewardship. We have, we have structure in place in terms of stewardship that is just top notch. I'm so grateful. But, but here's the thing, you go through something like this, you have a reroute like this, you're going to get even better in that area and I'm grateful for that. I'm also thankful that we've been pushed to change some of the way we are thinking and implementing the concept of being an outpost. I mean, we have all been pushed to our homes, essentially. And that's where we've been. We've been stuck in the outpost in the sense that we are there in our neighborhoods. We're not coming to the church building regularly like we have been. And, and everything's changed. And we're really focusing in on what it means to be an outpost where we live. And we've got to maximize what it looks like to effectively minister from our outpost, our home and our work. In fact, I'm convinced until we maximize the ability to use our outpost for the gospel of Jesus Christ, we will not accomplish our vision. We've got to maximize the outpost. The thing we've got to continue to maximize that we've, we've kind of felt and tasted during this time is just emphasizing small groups. I mean, we've tried to do small group connections as best we can through the virtual platform. And man, it has kept us together. It has been primary in the community building of our church during a difficult time. And we want to come out of this and we're going to maximize small group engagement even more. We want to make sure that we're becoming the church family that we need to become, that we now better understand through a reroute. We're going to change. We're going to grow. We're going to do what God's called us to do to reach people to lead someone who's close to us closer to Jesus when you go through a reroute obviously you get closer to some people that you otherwise would have never been close to kind of like the Philippian jailer jailer the people on the island of Malta the people on the ship the sailors we want to make sure that we're paying attention to the people close to us especially those who are close to us because of the reroute so I want you to think about your own life. How do you want to come out of this? What do you want to leave behind? What do you want to keep doing? What do you want to change? What do you want to be known for? How do you want to see the people close to you? On more than one occasion, my granddad said to me when I was a kid, just riding in the car with him and I had my head down looking at the floorboards. He said, look around outside and see the world that's passing you by. Quit looking at the floorboards. And I'll never forget him saying that and just realizing I don't want the world to pass me by. I don't want what God is doing right now to pass us by. What is God doing in your life right now? How is this reroute going to be a moment of change for you? How is this reroute going to be a change for your family in a way that maybe nothing else would have brought about? How is this going to be a change for your workplace and how you're, you're using your workplace to glorify the Lord and share the gospel? What is God doing right now? Get your head up and look and see. Don't let what God is doing in the reroute pass you by. I'll never forget six years ago thinking about the plans that I had and the plans that I had did not involve Georgetown. I didn't even know Georgetown existed. I, I didn't know where it was. And yet God had a significant reroute in plan for me, for my family. And there are so many opportunities that have been created in my life and others' lives because of that reroute that likely would have never been created. I want to give you one personal example. 
on the very first weekend we were here, my daughter met a young man named Micah. And now I have a son-in-law named Micah. That's a reroute I wouldn't want to change for anything. When reroutes happen on our journey and our destination is set and it's the right destination, those reroutes create opportunities for experiences and changes and relationships that otherwise would have never happened that give opportunity for us to help people find God and follow Him. What I want us to do in this moment is make sure that we are taking full advantage of this reroute and we are letting God change us personally, change us as a church family so that we might lead someone who's close to us, closer to Jesus, especially someone who's come close to us because of a reroute. This is the reroute, but our vision is the same. And we're going to trust Jesus Christ to accomplish His will in and through us for His glory. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you for everybody who's watching today and participating in worship online. And I pray, Lord, that every one of them this morning would realize that the reroute that they're experiencing in their life is a way for them to experience your goodness, your will, your kindness, your grace. And I pray, Father, that their lives would be changed, their journey would be one that's filled with expectation to see what you might do with new relationships, new opportunities, new people. And Lord, would you enable us as a church family to love you and to love people and to help others do the same, specifically this year by leading someone who's close to us, especially the someone who's come close during the rerouting, closer to Jesus Christ. Lord, would you grant us that opportunity for your glory? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.